Anyways, we're actually going to start now. I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. That is correct. It is September 21st, 2021. It is a later Tuesday evening for you folks, but we're excited to bring you a good pod. It's episode number 80, podcast number 80. I can't believe we've done 80 of these, Josh. I mean, we just keep stretching them out to do more in a year, but uh, yeah, it's number 80, Josh. Are we feeling more happy or more rocky today to get into the show? Let's rock. All right. Rock it in, Walters. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. With your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by, almost always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, why don't you say hello to them uh, folks out there? Hello, folks. If you want to engage the show, you can do so a couple of ways. There's hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. There's anchor.fm slash hoodpod. And there's also our beautiful Discord community that I think is where most people are interacting these days. And we love to see it. I just wish we could get a, a better custom URL for that one. I think ours is like tg4e2. I mean, it's not very it's not very pretty. Maybe I'll memorize it. But those are all the ways you can interact with the show. You can also check out Josh's beautiful baby um, of a website, uh, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. The segment start times will be in the description below for all you listeners out there who aren't here live. And a big shout out to at Levi Oki Illustration, Car- a.k.a. Carmel Bear, a man who's, in, uh, who's been in charge of all our illustrations from the very beginning. And he makes us look beautiful each and every week. Josh, how are you doing? Well, as I said during the pre-show, I've got some good chit-chat going, but I want to hear how you're doing first. Well, Josh, I'm doing great. You know, I don't mind the 8.30 thing. I mean, we still got Pribs here. We got T here, who's a very rare sighting, and we got Walters here. So, I mean, I don't mind it being a little bit later tonight. I, I usually prefer the consistency, but hey, you're only going to be pregnant so many times. You had to get those pictures taken. So, overall, I'm doing pretty good, Josh. I will say, though, I can tell the season is finally changing. Of course, the weather's still going to be up and down here for the next couple weeks. But, Josh, guess what is on my body right now? Just hair. Uh, well, also that, but sleeves, Josh. It's finally that time of year. The sleeves have come back. It's the 21st of September. It should be a good day. It's also my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Nikita. How are you doing today, Josh? You made me go first, so uh, happy birthday, Nikita. But uh, let's hear about you, Josh. Yeah, so as you know, we pushed it back to 8.30. And, as a, and, and it was because Nikita and I had to go give pregnancy pictures. And so we, we didn't pick anywhere local. We had to go downtown, which is fine. There's some beautiful sites down there. And um, oh, happy birthday, Pribs. Um, and so, but as we're downtown getting these pictures, we're leaving. I'm driving and sunset down on the horizon. So a little bit bright in my eyes. I'm telling Nikita, you know, I hate the city because driving down there is a disaster. But if I needed to, I could live down there. And as I'm saying that, and the sun's in my eyes, I, I see the light in front of me is red, so I start to slow down. I might have started slowing down a little bit early, but I had to come to a stop anyways. And some inbred marble garbler behind me <laughs> decides to zoom around, spit on my car, roll his window back up, 
rolled back down, flicked me off, and then stopped at the red light I was going to stop at anyways. So, needless to say, I changed my mind about ever needing to live downtown because I would be arrested for murder within the first 48 hours. Yeah, well, so... uh is Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Have a great night, folks. <laughs> I will say, I don't want to say I didn't trust Prib, but I did just go fact check on Facebook just because it seems like also something Prib would do to fuck with us just for fun. And it is, in fact, Prib's birthday. I guess we it would never would have come up in conversation before because you and Prib don't cross paths very often, but Nikita and Prib having the same birthday, that's pretty neat, actually, I think. Yeah, no, and I agree. There is no greater gift. Yeah, so Nikita and so, Prib, you're welcome. Do you have any other intro stuff, or should we move on into the uh, Hidden Oaks original Fantasty Zone? Josh, let's move right into it. Let's move into this very original, very unique segment that we created. All right. Brought to us by Pew Pew Skybusters. I like to imagine them playing laser tag in the sky. Gar, do you have any sponsors for today's show? I do, Josh. Uh, a friend of mine that I've uh, uh, recently been talking to, they got me back into the fruit roll-up gang. And uh, when I was in the grocery store picking up just really, like, literally two, three things on su- Sunday, I grabbed a box of fruit roll-ups, and uh, I feel like a kid again. The diabetes is coming in, but we're going to be happy about it. We also, we cracked out uh, one of the uh, Audio Al gifted peach flavor iced teas. Not Arnold Palmer. Al did the best he could, but... We're going to enjoy this uh, beautiful Arizona peach tea, Josh. How about you? You got any food sponsors? I am currently sipping on some crown apple with a spritz of Sprite. Um, I also, if you want to count the morsels of French fry between my teeth from the Wendy's I had earlier, I'm currently trying to get that out. Currently trying to get that out, Josh. Is everything okay? Well, you know, I'm just trying to finish my meal. Um, yeah, so stuff in the Discord. We got some bets, it looks like. Are we, are, we, are we the pioneers for Minnesota sports gambling? I think we might be. Uh, I've, I've been working with the tribe. Uh, you know, I've been working with the compact between all the tribes and the Minnesota state government. I don't want to talk too deeply about it, but let's just say the hood pod will be the face of Minnesota sports gambling. Uh, but no, I mean, the Fantasy Zone is all about fan interaction and stuff going on with the fans. So, I mean... Um, you know, we, we're not getting as many questions. We're not getting as many emails these days. So we got to pivot. You know, we got some bets going on. We got Jack out here just making outlandish claims about Joe Mixon, and so people are just finally starting to put their money where their mouth is, or at least their water where their mouth is. Potentially, we got a Joe Mixon bet going on between Jack um, and Eric's and Walters. I guess. I guess technically is between Eric's and Walters first. Technically, I don't know. Walters was talking about it to me pre-show, but it's basically whether or not Joe Mixon will be an RB one. And so Walters says that. Joe Mixon will be an RB2 or worse. Eric's and Jack are saying that Joe Mixon will be an RB1 by the end of the season. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a bet we got going on, and I think the the payout will not be satisfactory, but people are – they want to be proud of themselves. They want to be proud that they were right. So they're, they're throwing some things out there. Yeah, back in my day, we used to do taser bets. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it explains a lot when you think about it. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, no, I heard a little bit about that, and as you guys, as people may be aware, I put some information into the chat, and um, just going back into Joe Mixon's history, and yeah, um, and so that's kind of a fun bet going on, just based on some conversation earlier in the season. So, Josh, um, I just want to let you, you wanna... know, based on your takes, you're currently on Walters' side. No, I'm not on anyone's side. 
Oh, is that so? I, 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 Walter specifically said he's an RB2, and Jack said he's an RB1. I said 1.75 in my um, analysis of him. So that means he's going to have, you know, he's going to be right on that border. So if RB1, the cutoff is 13, I don't even know, you know, why they come up with 13 as that number. I think he's going to be in that 10, 13 range. So that is my consideration. All right. Well, so yeah, the, so we got that going on. Uh, I mean, the, of all the different channels we have in the Discord, the Fan Tasty Zone one is, I think, the easiest to kind of forget what's supposed to go on in there. But it's all about fan interaction, uh, bets, questions, discussion topics, whatever else. I know we're kind of doing a little bit of the Gridiron Gang, but uh, this uh, the segment's not going away. Um, but Josh, we've also we also have some memes, um, not in the Fan Tasty Zone channel, but in a different channel. And we had a couple ties this week. I know we said we're not going to go through uh, not going to go through all the memes in depth, but I'm just going to make an exact decision here we had a bunch of memes with two emote reactions and uh, i'm going to go ahead and call eric's the winner with his uh aaron Rodgers meme it says the packers are talking to aaron he says come on aaron we're losing and then rogers sit their arms crossed looking all happy and hippie and zen he says nah y'all are losing and so i think that's uh that's a great meme to get eric's the meme of the week uh championship and uh yeah let's hope people can improve their meme game or more people vote so we have a more clear-cut winner next week josh let's hear about some polls yeah, so just let me pull out my massive poll and uh, give you give you some uh, feedback from last week's one. Um, I asked which running back capitalizes on the injuries ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, and I put in a couple 49ers, a.k.a. three of them, um, and they did get the most votes. Elijah Mitchell led the way with six. Trey Sermon had, or I guess technically five for Elijah Mitchell, four for Trey Sermon, two for Jermichael Hasty, one for Tony Pollard, and then three for Tyson Williams. Um, it turns out Elijah Mitchell got banged up, left the game, came back. Um, Trey Sermon is unlikely to play next week, as is Jermichael Hasty. So Elijah Mitchell is going to take the lead again, even though he was struggling when he was in. Um, I just I think that this is one of those moments where you just kind of take one of those six foot poles and say, yeah, Niners running backs, so you could just stay away. Um, I personally cast my vote for Tyson Williams. I liked what I saw in week one and two, so. I think that he's going to be just fine. Just fine. All right, Josh, looks like you had another poll, a bit of a quick hitter of a poll itself. Only got a couple votes, but you want to talk about that one? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, not all these polls are going to be 100% serious. And so I just want to know what people, um, after watching the game last night and seeing Dan Campbell and the, you know, wondering where he could find shirts that fit his arms. Um, I'm just curious as to which coach you would rather represent your team in a fight to the death, Dan Campbell or Mike Vrabel? That's honestly a tough one, Josh. I didn't even vote. I haven't voted. Did you vote yourself? I have not, but I'm actually kind of shocked to see three at Dan Campbell and one at Mike Vrabel. I think it's just because of recency bias. If people watched the game last night and saw Dan Campbell, but Mike Vrabel threatened to chop his own dick off to win a Super Bowl. So that man will stop at nothing. That's definitely that's definitely a guy you want uh, you want on your sideline week in and week out. Um, yeah, I think it is a little bit of a recency bias with the Motor City Dan Campbell MCDC. Uh, I think Vrabes is the proven track record though. I'm gonna officially lock in my vote for Mike Vrabel right now as well. So I think that ties up the poll. Uh, so is this the poll for next week? Or are you also gonna come up with one now or by the end of the show? Or is this the poll people should be voting on right now? This is the poll people should be voting on. I may toss in another one, kind of like I did during the Monday night game. Um, next week just kind of depends um, but I don't, I don't want to take the time now to type one up when we've got to give the full divided attention to our listener Zzz. 
Yeah, I mean, we got. I mean, Jesse worked his way in during uh, during the Fantasy Zone, so Jesse may also be lost. Uh, but Jesse, shout out to you being uh, being a live listener. All right, Josh. And I do like I do like how close he is to spelling his last name correctly. It's the closest <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh, Jesse, even in the chat. Wow. If only Jesse could get his girlfriend into the Discord. She's the only person out of the 20 people playing the pod playing along. Elena is the only person not in the Discord. 19 out of 20, Jesse. I need 100%. I need that A+. Get your girlfriend in here. Um, anyways. And that was the Hidden Oaks original Fan Tasty Zone brought to you by Skybusters. That is correct, Josh. We're going to move on to our one of our in-between the segments here. Uh, a quick hitter for the listeners who go through the whole thing. we got a Gars Grinder this week, and I don't know if I'll go with a Monday night game every week, but I did uh, these last two weeks here for these first two weeks. we got to go Aaron Jones. The dude had four touchdowns last week. He basically won that game by himself against the Detroit Lions. He had three receiving touchdowns. Um, you know, I don't know if this was being overplayed a bit, but it was his first home game, I think, without his dad in the stands. I don't know exactly when his dad passed, but um, obviously there was no fans in the stands last year so uh aaron jones definitely balled out whether he was inspired by his dad or not no one can say for sure um he lost his necklace in the end zone and it was found but uh yeah gar's grinder this week aaron jones let's how you doing keep removing pal yeah no i'm just a uh his dad died of covid uh so my guess is it was sometime within the last year so like you said, fans not in the stands, but I, I don't think it was during the season. So I do think it was after the season, but before this one started. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's kind of recent, which sucks. Um, they did find his necklace, though. The necklace, that, uh, the pendant that contained uh, his dad's ashes. They did find it. Um, for those of you who listened to the post game, and he, where he said he lost it. Apparently, a trainer was out on the field at 2 in the morning and found it. That's nuts, honestly. Shout out to that trainer, though. Yeah, for real. All right. Moving on next, we've got... Gar, do you want to go ahead and read which segment we're wandering on into? Yeah, Josh, we're moving on to the next Hidden Oaks original segment, the podcast play-along, Josh. We're doing this on FanDuel again this year. Uh, We've done locks and upsets before. We've done studs and duds before. This year, uh, we're doing back-to-back years of FanDuel daily fantasy week-to-week in the podcast play-along. Josh... We had some big performances last week. Uh, I think our top performer was over 50 points more than our more than our top performer last week. Who kind of rocked out the week two contest specifically? Well, someone we're always having to tell to put his uh, word that rhymes with rock back in his pants. Derek with 196.44. David, who I still don't know who he is, but 180.9. And then the ham boner himself, 159.94. My guess is that uh, all three of those guys had a combination of Cooper Cup, Derek Henry, or Aaron Jones going, so good for them. Uh, well, they couldn't have had Aaron Jones because their only option this oh, year night. Yep. Yeah, yep. was uh, yep. we can't even we don't even have the Sunday night games. FanDuel really restricted me this year, so it's only the Sunday noon and afternoon games. No Sunday night, no Monday night. But yeah, I guarantee I I looked at them. All three had Derek Henry. I didn't check if all three also had Cooper Cup. I think maybe that's the difference between Derek and David and Hammer. There is Cooper Cup, but all three of them definitely had Derek Henry. And David is an old coworker of mine from my Wells days. He. Uh, He's David Cushing. He's also in the Champions League. He's David Jones in the Champions League for anyone else who's in that. So David out there rocking it in week two. Derek, though, takes the crown. 
But, Josh, to move into the standings, speaking of David, speaking of this guy, I'm trying to explain his identity. He's on top of the leaderboard right now. I know we're doing top five scores. We're only two weeks in. But David is in first place of the whole the whole shebang. Uh, he's got 309.28 in, a, in his combined two best scores. Derek is in second after 196 performance. He's got 298.2. Jesse, some way, some fucking how. Carmel Bear told me to test, start testing this guy for uh, PEDs. Jesse's definitely using something to enhance his performance. Uh, but he's doing it. He's uh, He's got 279.16. And he's currently third in the money. If the contest ended today, he'd get his ten bucks back. Oof-da. Josh, how do we feel about uh, the fan duel so far? We're only two weeks in. So honestly, I prefer this to our studs and duds and locks and upsets. Um, I I think that this should be kind of a continued thing because it, like you said, you got more women involved. Um, the laid back top five scores doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that people can slack off, but it means that, you know, we'll have a weekly con- uh, conversation about it. So I'm a big fan of the whole FanDuel setup. Yeah, it's not that bad. I guess the only reason I would want to switch it up is to uh, is just to keep things fresh so people don't get bored of it every year. But I was definitely happy we switched to the, to the f- top five scores this year versus, uh, versus the whole season long. I think it just makes it more approachable and more attainable. Like we've already had one person miss the first week and then we had four people miss last week. But those people could still win, no problem. So I think it's just yeah. a little bit more approachable. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Josh, we had some studs and duds last week. Uh, who'd you have and how'd they do? Um, I had Mr. Michael Williams uh, from the uh, Los- wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. That's for you, Brian. Um, he was a $5,600 uh, wide receiver option. I called him as a stud as opposed to a dud, and he was a stud with 18.6 points, um, which was 3.3 times his value. Gar, how do you do? I did not so hot. Uh, I had Marquez Callaway. I doubled down on him. I've been hot on him uh, since the off season, and uh, he did not perform. Uh, his I don't even put I didn't even put down what his points were. I think it was like two something. But you would have spent fifty seven hundred on this guy in Fanduel, and uh, yeah, he did not live up to that uh, that price tag at all. So I called him a stud, and he was a dud, and I'm a failure for it. What about this week, Josh? Winning is the first. Uh, this week, um. It's going to be a bit of a lofty stud, but I mean, I feel like for 7,200, DK Metcalf against the Minnesota Vikings secondary is a, is a solid pick, especially with Russell Wilson in his Russell cooking mode. Um, we've seen Lockett have some big games. I do think that Metcalf is going to, um, at some point in time, get his, uh, get his numbers up as well, and why not against one of the uh, poorer secondaries in the NFL? And you did note that he was a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, correct? Because I forgot, I forgot that bit from last year. Yep. Nope. So he is a, a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. He is most identified by the one with a baby binky mouth guard. That's true. It does look great though in that lime green color. Uh, anyways, I'm calling a stud this week. There's no way this guy doesn't continue to perform. He is fully back. And if you saw him on Monday Night Manning, he's electric as well. The guy doesn't even watch film. But uh, I'm calling a stud this week, Gronk. He's only 65 hunch. He's a lock for the tight end spot. He's had multiple touchdowns in both weeks already. There's no reason not to start this guy. Who are they playing this week? They're playing the Los Angeles Rams. So you hope that game's a shootout. Even more opportunities for Gronk. There's no reason uh, Gronk shouldn't be an absolute stud in your fan to a lineup this week so uh, i'm gonna have him in mind solid moving on to our next quick hitter this is a little bit more of a long hitter it's the hump pump and dump 
So last week I had Juwan Johnson. Um, he didn't necessarily score much last week, but his snap did increase or snap share did increase from 19 to 41%. Um, and so when you look at that entire offense last week, it was all kind of a barf. Uh, this week I have somebody to look at as Rondale Moore. Um, and so these hump, pump, and dumps can be interpreted however you want. They could be a single week for FanDuel participants, or it can be season long. Um, pump the brakes on Elijah Mitchell. He had a subpar for performance, got banged up, but he's still the only healthy running back for week three. Uh, my next pump is Cortland Sutton. Um, he had a solid outing last week with like 100,000 yards, um, which is nice to see from someone who is coming off an ACL injury, but it was against Jacksonville, so pump the brakes on him. And then dump, I said AJ Green. He had a solid outing um, following a dud week, but um, I'm not uh, quite sold on him yet, so I'm not necessarily saying it was the wrong call. Um, I just feel like that offense has too many weapons. Um, and then this week's dump is my playoff hopes. Aw, uh, Josh, you're really that pessimistic already? I know you're a bit of a dramatic type. I've always accused you of such thing, but you really think uh, it's over for you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Back-to-back -back well, weeks in a full PPR where I don't score 100 points, I quit. Oof, yeah, that's tough. I will shout out. We got Glenn. We got. I mean, I guess maybe late nights are secret, Josh. We got Glenn, another uh, former coworker of mine. He's also friends with David Garbanzo Bean or Garbanzo. What is it? Garbanzo Best Bean. Uh, he's also in the in the pod play along. So shout out to Glenn for listening along. I think he might be a first time listener here, Josh. So make oh, sure you're on your Glenn. best behavior. Is he the Bears fan? Uh no. David is the Bears fan. Uh Glenn is a Packers fan, just like you. Oh. Hi, Glenn. Love you. Um, next, we have the Hidden Oaks highlights. Right down the segment start time. Just for you, Dad. Uh, are you going to keep going? Or is, that, is that all you got for the Hidden Oaks highlights? Sorry, I got by the beeps. Um, so our side bet for last week was the better be better. And I, I want to say thank you for doing this. I had done it. Um, in my head, and I knew the winner would be Garrett because he had a 49-point jump, which was clearly the most um, from what I saw in the eye test. Uh, the blowout, definitely Garrett with um, his 172.6 points versus Eric um, Landvik and his 111.25. Uh, the nail-biter was Willie over Jamie. Willie won by 4.7, 144.65 to Jamie's 139.95. Next, we've got the uh, the kind of the the highlights as opposed to going through everybody's rosters finding the guys who did good and the guys who did bad we've got the hidden oaks originals um highs and lows um low team so this is the lowest scoring player that we're in starting lineups um for quarterback we have dak with 9.85 running back ceh with 2.6 running back damian williams 2.4 wide receiver chenault 1.7 wide receiver jarvis landry 1.9 points Tight end, someone named Farrell Brown with zero. Flex, Antonio Brown. Didn't with need him. I won without him. Uh, yeah, nope. Flex, Antonio Brown, 2.7. Defense, Seattle had negative two. And then kicker, Lambo, Josh, negative one. Sorry, I just had to put my name in there. Um, so having that team on roster gets you a whopping 18.15 points. It's an eight-point improvement over last week's 10.5, though. So we're moving on up in our bad plays. Our high team for this week, Kyler Murray with 37, Derrick Henry with 47.7, Aaron Jones 
with 41.5. Cooper Cup with 37. Tyler Lockett with 32. Travis Kelsey with 24. Mike Williams with 22 in the flex. And then the defenses, we had two with 19. That was Tampa Bay and Buffalo. And then Graham Gano with a whopping 22 as kicker. That roster would have given you a 282 points, which was nearly 30 more than last week's. 30 more? I mean, that's all because of Derrick Henry, though, right? Like, it has to be. Um, Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones both had, I mean, 40-point games. I'm, I have last week's pulled up, and so, yeah, there nobody cracked nobody cracked 30 last week for running backs. But Dang. there were almost 40s in, running, um, in wide receivers, so um, they kind of flip-flopped this week. All right. Well, Josh, appreciate you putting that together. Those are some interesting statistics. I know you didn't list off the... Uh, the uh, position or didn't list off the teams for all these players, so Brian might not be able to make trades for him, not knowing who the players are, but uh, I still appreciate it. Josh, I don't know if this is a type or not. We're moving on to week three now for the Hidden Oaks highlights. Um, is that is that supposed to be un per, per, what What is that side bet? Is that a typo? Did I copy and paste it wrong, or what is that? What is the title of the side bet? Un perdedor. That Latin or something or Spanish or I have German? No idea. I copied it from Reddit. So for all I know, it could be something that's going to send the KGB on us. Yeah, that's a slang for sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Unperdador is the side bet this week for week three, and it's the highest scoring losing team. Josh, this might be my chance to win my first side bet. Have never won one. There's been 35 as of now, I believe my math, or no, 41 as of now, if my math holds up. And uh, this the highest scoring losing team seems like something I can do. This might be the week. This might be. Um, and just so you know, Unperdador is Spanish for I am a loser. Is it really? That's incredible. Yep. That's I love that. I'm a big fan. If Carmel Bear was here, he would have known that. But Carmel Bear has gone radio silent lately. Hopefully he's okay. Oh, yeah. He's probably got all of her. Um, starting to draw flower penises. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so blowout nail-biter predictions for this week. Gar, do you have any? Uh, well, I I mean, right now, Derek and I are literally project, uh, predicted, projected within 0.1 of each other, but Derek has been absolute trash this week, so I would love to blow out Derek just because he's the current reigning champ. Uh, if we're going off projections, it looks like Brian, who has actually been off to a really hot start, he's supposed to blow out Willie. Um, I I don't know. If I'm going with the prediction, I'm going to go with the more set bowl. I'm saying that Jesse blows out uh, Jesse blows out his sister Jamie this week. Jesse's off to a hot start as well. Yeah, no, I don't have it pulled up right now, and I don't like pulling things up that say I'm bad, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to get blown out. Um, and I, I think that Nikita, I think Nikita's going to come out on top in a nail-biter. Okay. Yeah, Nikita plays T, um, so that one projected to be pretty close, and you play... Uh, you play Eric. You, it's 0-2 versus 0-2, so I mean, one of you has to get a win this season at some point, unless you guys tie in uh, decimal scoring, which would be insane. Uh, if I had to pick a nail-biter, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll go with Hammer and uh, Garrett. For some reason, I feel like uh, that one's going to be a nail-biter. Josh, All right. are we ready? Are we ready? To I think we are. I'm, I'm excited for this. This had uh, this had some good feedback last week, and I'm excited to learn about what I have to look forward to. 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, we're moving into the medical minute here, and this week's medical minute is about CTE, uh, aka chronic traumatic encephalopathy, um, which I'm probably uh, botched the pronunciation, but yeah, we got Doctor Hammer here to teach us about head injuries, and uh, Josh, you may have them, so let's find out. Hey guys, this is Doctor Jamie Hammer here for this week's medical minute. Last week we talked about concussions, and now we're here to talk about chronic traumatic encephalopathy (CTE). What happens when you get too many concussions? We've noticed that with each concussion, you're likely to experience longer duration and intensity of your symptoms, but also over the course of a lifetime, people are more likely to experience reduced mental functioning, behavior changes, and the personality changes that we've seen in a lot of our pro sports players. When we've actually done autopsies on NFL players, 110 out of 111 brains that were sampled had signs of chronic wasting that is suspected to be chronic traumatic encephalopathy. This is also seen in about 20% of boxers, and these same people are experiencing higher rates of dementia than the average population, about four times likely to get a condition or a diagnosis of Alzheimer's. And these people struggle in everyday life. They have troubles with their speech, they have struggle with their walking, they have struggle with um, controlling their emotions and controlling aggression. The real bummer with this is, is that they haven't identified a treatment for this condition. So it all goes back to prevention. How do we prevent CTE? We encourage helmet use, but no matter how many advancements we've made in sort of neck protection and face guards, there's real no manufacturer standard that helps reduce risk of concussion. There's also just risk avoidance. So playing less intense games, um, being more cautious in practice, not participating in excessive risk like skiing and other things where you're likely to experience concussions, but also real changes in NFL rules. This was fascinating. I felt like Sherlock Holmes when I was doing this part of my research for this week. Back in 1994, Cowboy quarterback Troy Aikman was probably the person who most popularized sort of the experience of concussions. He ended up retiring in 2001 and ended up suing the NFL because he strongly believed that his concussions were causing symptoms long after he stopped playing. The NFL denied these claims for years and years, starting in 1994 with their first concussion committing until in 2009 when the commissioner finally admitted that there was an association between this. So in 2010, we started getting increased fines and suspensions for helmet-on-helmet contact, whistle if the ball carrier had their helmet removed, and in 2013, we got neurologists on the sidelines. So uh, NFL is making huge changes in order to try to prevent these things from happening long-term, but still a huge risk factor. Josh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. No pressure, Josh. Hi, Jamie. No, um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously I had known the topic, which is why I said looking forward to finding out what I have. I don't think that I had played long enough or had enough traumatic brain injuries to have CTE. At least I hope not, because all the things that uh, I've heard about it are pretty scary. I do have, I mean, we talked about the concussions last week and um, guys hiding them in the locker, like guys hiding them even in D3 schools. Um, and, And so I... One conversation that sticks out about a friend uh, from the Hamlin team who played uh, longer than I did, um, he had more concussions, he thinks, and he he's definitely noticed like his, uh, there's more foggy moments in his mind. I have that as well, but I also attribute that to being dumb and going to public school. <laughs> and so um, there's that. Um, I honestly, when I see people like, uh, the first person to come to mind is Muhammad Ali. My God, watching him, you know, he has a lot going on. He he has the shakes. He can't talk. Um, and there's there's a lot of guys like that. And then you th- then you read about guys. I'm trying to think. One of the Hart brothers in wrestling, Gar. Uh, I mean, there's Bret Hart, and then there. I mean, Bret Hart's the biggest one for sure. There's also Owen Hart. 
maybe it's not them, but I, I wasn't there. There was a story a while ago about a guy who didn't he like kill his wife and oh, Chris himself? Benoit, Chris Benoit. Wasn't that a CTE site or yeah, CTE incident? Uh, I don't know that it was CTE. I just know, yeah, he murdered his whole family and then killed himself for sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, you take a lot of bumps in wrestling. It's not out of the question that guy had CTE. Right. And I mean, it's one of those things that uh, I feel like the NFL is trying to hide. Troy Aikman um, obviously proved it. And if you listen to his broadcast, he probably still has CTE. Um, but um, yes, Pribs, thank you. Junior Seau was another one that I had in mind. Um, he, he suffered from it. Um, and I'm just, I, I know during that entire medical minute somewhere, Andrew Sandejo is out there shaking his fist at the sky, but, uh, it's definitely something that we need to keep in mind because there, there are some hits out there that just freak me out, make me cringe. Um, and, and they don't necessarily look that violent to some people either, but it's just the way that their head hits the ground and ugh. Yeah, I know when Jamie and I were going back and forth thinking about this segment earlier this year, or just, I guess, earlier this, uh, whatever, the season, um, we had, she had mentioned, uh, when she was talking about concussions, she had also talked about, you know, Will Smith, obviously there's that movie concussion that stars Will Smith, and obviously that's not 100% factual, and to make a movie interesting, to make a movie interesting, you dramatize things, but nothing has ever made me come closer um, to questioning my fandom of football than watching the movie Concussion, and just about, I mean, like Jamie said, 110 out of 111 brains, like these guys, we're literally like cheering, we're paying money, we're supporting these guys running at each other full speed i know they make millions of dollars but they're still human lives and so it's just the to hear about any like pretty much any tackle in the nfl could cause a concussion if it's just hit the right way it doesn't doesn't matter the speed or the weight or anything else um it's just yeah, if you get hit the right way you could get a concussion from any from any hit even it doesn't even have to be you and against a person it could be you in the ground or you and whatever else so uh yeah if you haven't seen the movie concussion uh i mean it's an interesting watch i mean i think will smith makes it a good movie uh but also uh, if, if you're on if you're ever on the on the fence about nfl fandom maybe don't watch concussion because you might finally start to turn off the games because it is wild uh, i haven't played myself so i don't I, i'm not worried about concussions but uh yeah the movie concussion itself is wild you mean uh you're not worried about having concussions after banging your head against the table watching the minnesota vikings kickers over all there. right <laughs> all right all right so that was the hidden oaks original segment the medical minute thank you so much dr jamie hammer um if, it, if you guys have any questions it doesn't have to be i, I don't want to pigeonhole jamie into just sports categories because obviously jamie's not like a sports specific doctor i know she already has one like pre-recorded for next week uh, but that's kind of just like a backup in case we don't uh, have another topic idea so if you guys have any suggestions for jamie um Go ahead and uh, go ahead and put them in the general chat or text them to me or whatever. I'll make sure they get in front of Jamie. But if you want to hear anything, it could be about COVID, could be about um, I don't know. Don't send me pictures of the rash on your genitalia. But anything else, if you want to hear a, an actual, a literal medical doctor talk about, let us know. And I'm sure Jamie would be happy to cover most topics. So let us know in the chat or elsewhere if you'd like to hear anything specific from uh, Doctor Jamie Hammer. Uh, but yeah, Earth toe. Maybe we'll talk about turf toe, Josh, um, in a future week. But yeah, so we'll move on from the medical minute. We'll move into the Fave Favre, another Hidden Oaks original segment, Josh. And uh, Adio Al didn't tell me that he technically wanted to sponsor a segment this week or this month, but uh, I'm going to just give him one because the guy is a subscriber on Anchor, anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash subscribe. 
five bucks a month you subscribe and support us and you set it forget it and you don't have to worry about it after that but we'll say the hidden oaks original segment Faye farve is brought to us by audio al this week so big shout out to audio al for being a subscriber on anchor and supporting us financially josh this this topic didn't get as, as high praise as the last one uh the summer olympic events isn't as popular as pokemon but kind of what was going through your mind or what were you thinking about when you're thinking about putting together your Faye farve this week well, I think I uh, I was thinking, you know, what would I like to have as an event that I could participate in um, as just your average American? I'm thinking to like the winter curling team, uh, just a bunch of bar buddies who went out and decided to throw rocks down the street and realized, hey, I could maybe get a gold medal in curling. Um, you know, so I, I pick sports that I think that I'd, I'd enjoy and I'd enjoy watching the competitors participate in. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's good to know. And, uh, yeah, I can't say that I was thinking about anything specifically, but, uh, you know, my list isn't – I just am a, a huge sports guy, but I figured it was topical. So, anyways, we got three submissions for the for the Faye Farf topic this week. We got one from Brian Eric's Eric's left a voicemail and hammer, uh, but we'll play them in the order they were received. So we'll go ahead and we'll listen to Brian's first, Faye Farf Summer Olympic Events. Hi, this is Brian with my Faye Farf summer olympic sports disclaimer anything that is determined by judges gets automatically thrown away so that rules out things like gymnastics gymnastics and diving so with no further ado here's my list number four the men's four by 100 swimming relay number three the cycling road race both men's and women's editions love the tour de france this is a continuation of that number two the men's four by four 100 meter run that's a quarter mile folks and the winning time is about 43 seconds so that's 400 meters in under 11 seconds apiece and my number one favorite is both men's and women's 400 meter hurdles running a quarter mile and jumping over 10 obstacles in under a minute is pretty dang impressive there's my list Brian, a bit of a runner himself, so I'm not surprised he had like a, a running heavy list. Josh, anything out of that list uh, from Brian surprise you? Not one bit, Cotton. All right, excellent analysis uh, on ESPN Atheoto here. Let's hear what Eric's had to say. I'm pretty sure this is the first time voicemail of Eric's. All the way coming at us from Latvia. Let's see what Eric's had to say about the Faye Favre Summer Olympic events. Hey, guys. This is Eric's with my top four Summer Olympic events. And number four, I have basketball, where I root for everyone but the U.S. And number three, I have beach volleyball. Number two is weightlifting. And and number one, I have whatever Latvia is good at the time. So this year, it was 3v3 basketball. Oh, good for you, Latvia. So, I mean, not bad for a first-time voicemailer. Only 24 seconds, so Eric's got in and out of there. Uh, he called it the top four instead of the Faye Favre, so, I mean, we definitely got to get him uh, with the proper terminology there. Uh, not a lot of extra analysis, but I thought it was good and short and sweet out of Eric's, Josh. What do you think about Eric's first ever voicemail for the show? I think that most of our listeners can take some notes when it comes to the promptness of his um, voicemail. There you go. Yeah, the succinctness was excellent. We've got one more, one more Faye Favre fan submission this week, and it's from uh, Andrew Hammer. Let's see what Andrew Hammer's Faye Favre Summer Olympic events were. All right, here are my Faye Favre Summer Olympic events. Uh, at number one, I got rugby. Um, I have no idea what's happening most of the time, but uh, 
the action is good and uh, it's fun to watch tiny countries like New Zealand compete in team events. So uh, fun to watch during the Olympics. Uh, at number two, I got water polo. Again, have no idea of the rules half the time, but guys are dunking each other. You know, they're, they're shooting from halfway across the pool. It's pretty cool to watch. Um, at number three, I have soccer. Not a huge soccer fan, but I consider myself like a World Cup Olympic soccer fan. So fun watching that action during that time of the year. Um, and number four, I'm going to go with the 100-meter dash for track. I mean, there's something about being the fastest person in the world. Um, so to compete for that is crazy, and just the hype for that is sweet. So those are my favorite four. Thanks, Hammer. Appreciate him shouting out the pod. Josh, you have any thoughts on Hammer's list there? No, no, I do. I do like how he's honest about not knowing what's going on, but still liking it. So thank you, Hammer. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, half these, half these sports are way too good for me to ever understand. So I think I'm in the same boat with Hammer, just not going on uh, with the rules and such uh, most of the time. Um, I have created a role on FanDuel, aka like a ping list or notification list, a mailing list, whatever, called the Favfar Fanatics. So, and I just added some of our classic uh, respondents from last week. If you'd like to be reminded more about the Favfar topics, doesn't even have to mean you ever respond or you only respond every couple of weeks. But if you want to be on the list and get reminded about the Faye Favre. I think I do it on Saturdays or something. If you want to get added to the list to get more reminders about submitting Faye Favre uh, voicemails, let me know and I will add you to the list. Josh, let's talk about our list. So again, you were already talking about uh, you're already talking about just patriotism and this and that. Uh, I want to talk about uh, more what motivated me because I had to. There was a video and I had to pick it up. I had to find it, but I'll play. This is what I was thinking about when making my Faye Favre list this week. Where's the music? Oh shit, I forgot. Jesus Christ almighty, you see what I'm fucking saying? Get up, cocksuckers. Salute the flag. Get up, everybody, get up. It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure you had a grandpa who killed the Japanese persons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you had an uncle who stabbed the Puerto Rican in the heart. Something. Get up. It's not about potato salads and cheeseburgers, you fucks. It's about being a fucking American, a state of mind. You don't need to be born in America to be an American. You just need to get up in the morning, grab your balls, and look at the flag, and look at Jesus and say, you know what? I got this, cocksuckers. I don't need no fucking welfare check. I'm a savage. All I need is a fucking knife, a spear, and a fuck. I don't even know what I need no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's Sunday, special edition, Memorial Day weekend. Get your shit together. So obviously not specifically about uh, the Olympics, but it's about patri patriotism. It's about uh, supporting your country. And that was uh, actor Joe I D Joey Diaz, in case anyone couldn't tell by the voice. Uh, he was in The Sopranos and other things, I believe, but... Absolutely hilarious bit, absolutely hilarious clip, and uh, I, you know, nothing makes me feel more American than hearing Joey Diaz talk like that. Uh, all right, Josh, do you want the walk-off shot this week, or like, how good do you feel about your number one? Do you want the walk-off shot, or do you want me to take it? I, I think feel it's only fair you take it since I uh, since I had it last week. All right, Josh. Well, then go ahead. We're doing fa our Faye Favre Summer Olympic events. We're going from four to one. Josh, you're going first. What's your four, or do you have any honorable mentions to start? Um, yeah, honorable mentions going to like all the ones that most people typically like. Um, so like gymnastics and volleyball and swimming. Um, those are honorable mentions. They're honorable sports. A lot of them get the praise. But like I said, I went with the ones that I think that I would actually, you know, be okay at. And so without further ado, my 
Number five on my fave five, rowing. For those of you who don't know, I like to row for cardio because running should only be done when something is chasing you. And in the history of the Olympics, rowing has been around since 1900, according to Wikipedia, the only reliable news source. Gar, what's your number five? Uh, well, just I'll throw out a couple quick honorable mentions. I mean, we're in 2021 these days. We're not supposed to be objectifying women anymore. Uh, we're supposed to be just above the board. Men and women are equal. Treat them equal. Hashtag feminism, all this and that. I will say, though, being a bit of a pig and not being a fully refined man myself, in my honorable mentions list, they didn't make my actual list. They're just my honorable mentions. I did put, um, you know, just all the gymnastic events and beach volleyball for the um, obvious reasons that you can fill in the blank yourself. But my actual number five, and it's a, as far as I know um and i didn't do much research on it but as far as i know it was a brand new summer olympic event just for these tokyo olympics and it's skateboarding uh to me nothing feels more american than skateboarding i I don't know if we actually created it or invented it or whatever but just the whole uh, skating atmosphere and culture it's just so american it's so west coast it's so Whatever you want to say. It should be our event. I don't think we got gold this year. I think the kid had like a broken ankle or something and we got bronze. But uh, that should be America's event. If there's other events we don't have, skateboarding should be ours just because of how American I think skateboarding is. So that's my number five. We've got to own that one. Number three, we're going to take it to a sport that um, is no longer in the Summer Olympics. Oh, no, no, it is. I'm sorry. Um, I was looking at the wrong list here. Um, But it is an event that started in 1936, according to Wikipedia once again, and then ended in 1936, but resumed again in 1972. I'm talking about none other than handball. I have two hands and two balls. Therefore, I should be twice as good as anybody else on the women's team. So there you have it, folks. Handball is my number three. Oh, Jesus, Josh. All right. <laughs> My number three Summer Olympic event, I'm going with weightlifting. Um, this one I don't know anything about. I've, I've worked out in the gym. like I was forced to in high school, and then I did it once voluntarily one year. What a mistake. Um, but just seeing the clips of these absolute units of humans just going up and throwing around these plates, just eating iron day in and day out. I don't know. When the, when the events were going on, That's I think all the, things I, all the clips I saw on Reddit were just these absolute brick shit houses lifting more weight than any human should be able to lift and i think it's incredible so that's why my uh summer my number three summer olympic event is weightlifting josh you're number two my number two is uh an event that uh, originated in 1900 and lasted a, a whopping um one session ending in 1900 as well we've got none other than croak k I don't know if you know this, Gar, but I was uh, quite the crocker in uh, in the old Hidden Oaks uh, Croquet League, a.k.a. Nate's Front Yard. Yeah, I mean, you weren't bad. Uh, we played a lot of Sharon's, too, during the daycare days, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm better than you, but you can think you're good if you want. Um, well, you know, I mean, daycare days, what were you, a little baby, playing on the babies against the babies, you baby? I was playing I'd like to solve the puzzle. Go tuck yourself in. You got it. All right, Josh. Easy, pal. Uh, 
<laughs> but no, croquet is pretty cool. My number two, this one we saw on Hammer's list. I have to go with water polo. It just seems like it's such a standout event uh, from all the other ones because they're in water, but they're still playing like a team sport, and they're sitting there obviously trying to score in nets. I think the only thing that would make water polo cooler is if there was like designated like divers sitting on the side of the pool, and then when they see just like some slap shot or whatever, just some you know far of gunslinger bomb from the back of the other pool, the back of the other end of the pool, if someone just dives in and makes like a diving save just they can't use their hands or whatever but they can just dive in front of it with their chest or their body i think that would improve the sport a little bit just to watch but uh water polo just looks cool and i don't have to understand the rules to recognize that that's a cool looking event and so i i usually watch uh watch a match or two every year or every olympics i should say josh yeah and if i remember correctly they're in like a 12 foot pool right oh yeah they're treading water there's no like shallow deep end nonsense they are constantly swimming so these people are athletes for sure yeah, so the diving thing would be cool to have that, but hear me out, sharks. <laughs> would they have laser beams attached to their head? No, no, I'm talking like, not. I mean, I'm talking real sharks, but remove all the teeth or give them mouth guards okay. and then just make people freak out. Uh, that'd be an interesting twist for sure. All right, coming in at my number one for my Fave Favre Summer Olympic events, we've got uh, none other than the activity that lasted from 1900 to 1920, once again, according to Wikipedia. It is a, it is a team event, an event that m- matches Mitch. I can't talk. It's too late at night. Uh, pits two teams against one another to test who is the strongest, the most resilient, and overall, the most tugging of warring. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my number one is tug of war. Great Britain may have the lead in a medal count with five, but the United States is right up there with three, beating teams like the mixed team, <laughs> who has won Sweden, France, Netherlands, Belgium. Take a seat, pal. Oh, Josh, I've never heard someone so passionate about uh, tug of war in my life. It's not a current event, is it? No, I... If you were listening, I told I w- you that it ended in 1920. Do you listen when I talk, Josh? Because I don't listen when you talk. Who are you? <laughs> exactly. No, but Tug of War, I think, is actually a good one. I would love to see that come back. That'd be electric. Uh, my number one, Josh, I got the walk-off shot. And I feel pretty good about this as a walk-off shot in the Fay Favre. Um, Mine's a singles event. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's never been a team event. I don't know how this would work as a team. I'm 99% confident it's a singles event. Um, but there's just something about my person is fucking tougher than your person and let's let them punch themselves or punch each other, not themselves, punch each other in the face to see who is the toughest fucking country. And that's boxing. I thought about going with wrestling, but that's more technique and pinning. There's to me, there's nothing cooler, nothing tougher, even though we've been talking about concussions and CTE than boxing. It's literally is my country tougher than your country. Let's settle it by punching each other in the fucking face to see who's the toughest. I honestly think that more international disputes should be settled this way just take your toughest person against that country's toughest person whoever wins the match wins the international dispute i think that's how things have to be and obviously you got to be careful concussion cte i'm definitely talking about both sides of my mouth tonight but i mean boxing is pretty fucking badass even if we don't have uh, some of our best representing us in the olympics boxing is pretty cool i think you know talk of war is pretty badass why not settle disputes that way I mean, because you're not punching people in the face. I feel like the entertainment factor with boxing is just higher. I guess you're right. But it, boxing, in my opinion, is more of a dance. I oh, mean, definitely. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a badass sport, something that I'm definitely never going to 
be able to get into. But uh, it is a strategic event in which people need to know how to pace themselves and defend. It's more of a dance. Whereas with tug of war, war is literally in the name, Gar. You know, Josh, I can't dispute that. I can't argue with that. Those were our fave five Summer Olympic events. Thank you again to Brian, Eric's, and Hammer for uh, contributing your voicemails. If you'd like to be added to the list again, let me know, um, either in Discord or via text message or whatever else. I can add you to the list. Or there's a couple old people that haven't done the fave five yet. If you want to get removed from the list, that's fine, too. So I'm looking at you, Al, and Walters, and whoever else. If you don't want to get the fave five notifications, you don't have to. I just put on all the frequent contributors from last year. Josh... I saw you highlighting it and dancing around in our note sheet. Go ahead. I'll let you tease the folks. Or not tease the folks. Just tell them. What's the topic for next week? I think this is a good one because we get a lot of screen time. Yeah, TV dramas. So, I mean, drama is one of those things that can be... It's, I mean, it's a broad topic. Anything could be drama nowadays. It's 2021. Come on now. Um, but uh, let's just go with, you know, those classic the TV dramas. It has to be primarily a drama. Right. I mean, yeah, there's going to be, there's like, there's dramedies out there and there's obviously a lot of dramas have actions. We're not, I mean, you could definitely put a soap opera in your list if you want, but I definitely think a show like Suits, I mean, I think you would, I don't want to give away your number one, Josh, but I think, I feel confident that you would put something like Breaking Bad or Dexter on your list like that. You would call that a drama of a show? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that, I mean, some, another one that comes to mind, you know, like House. Oh, Josh, you might have just given away my number one. What an absolute electric show. Um, but yeah, TV dramas, it's a pretty broad category, and ultimately it's up to interpretation. You can include what is and isn't a drama on your list as you deem fit. But I mean, like a show like Scrubs, even though that can be that can pull at your heartstrings, that's a comedy first. I would not call Scrubs a drama. So I mean, just use your best Thanks. judgment. There's no wrong answers. Any contributions better than no contributions. So whatever you think your fave far of TV dramas are of all time, we would love to hear them. Josh... SpongeBob, what a drama. Josh, there's one last bullet point there. Do we mention it or do we just keep rewarding the loyal listeners for another uh, couple weeks here? Too soon. All right, too soon. All we're saying is you people leaving us voicemails. It might be there might be some bang for the buck uh later if you leave us some voicemails. So, Josh, Let's get the hell out of here. Huh? You got any final words for the folks out there? It's been a good pod right here in under an hour. I think we're finally hitting our stride with keeping these things contained and not bloating up the show too much. Anything you want to say to these fine folks heading into week three of the NFL season? Ah, go Packers. Are the Packers back? I mean, Aaron Rodgers has had one really good performance and one really bad performance. Which one, which one are we going to get week three? Well, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody slips now and again, but I think, I think at this point in time, it's only going up. So we're going to see one more touchdown each week progressing until the end of the season. Oh, God, that'd be pretty intense, honestly. Uh, HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com. I should probably reorder these because the Discord is definitely the best way to interact with us now. But anyways, HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com. You can email us anything you want. You can leave us voicemail questions or voicemail fave farves or voicemail anything else at anchor.fm slash hoodpod. You can also join our Discord server um, to interact with us a bunch of different ways there. Post memes and vote in polls and this and that. Josh's baby is HiddenOaksOverdose.com. Uh, probably more to come there someday. 
day, but right now it's still a cool place to see our league of record standings and results and points scored and all this and that. So Josh has done a really good job with that. You can sponsor the show a bunch of ways. Go in the Discord and go in the hashtag sponsor the show channel. You can send us money and sponsor segments or shows or just get your name shouted out at the end. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash subscribe and for five bucks a month you can set it and forget it. And I think we're worth it. We earn more than that in the fall and we earn less than that in the summer, but I think it all evens out. And thank you, Al. Al's our current only Anchor subscriber, and uh, for that, he gets access to all our bonus content that we put out that only uh, subscribers can listen to. And I think we had a pretty good last one week, Josh. Do you, do you think so? I do, too. I was going to say, do you think if we created an OnlyFans but only posted our podcast on it, Al would subscribe to that as well? Because, I mean, so far, he's Discord Nitro'd us. He's anchored us. I, I just think it's only, you know only fitting that he just keeps that I mean, let, subscription service rolling i mean we definitely need to take advantage of all our listeners and just ring people out for all the money they're worth and be super greedy and i'll take all the dollars for myself and you'll get none of them but uh maybe we shouldn't stretch al so thin just yet maybe let's get a couple more people sending us money before we try and take more from al i think that might be a better strategy but, overall you know i'm only trying to help you out here bud you're just starting to put sleeves on those cost extra uh, Jesse, to answer your question in the chat, he says, is Anchor the same as the Spotify subscription? I'm pretty sure, like, if you go on Spotify and you hit subscribe, I think it'll take you to Anchor. Either way, it should just be five bucks a month. I haven't subscribed myself, so I don't know, but uh, they should be the same because Anchor is owned by Spotify, so it should be all the same. Uh, but if you want to go through the experience, Jesse, and uh, let me know, take some screenshots, I can inform you the best I can along the way. But that's all we got, Josh. Thank you, Audio Al, for sponsoring the Fave Farm tonight. Thank you, Skybusters, for sponsoring the Fantasy Zone, as they will be all year. Josh, I think it's time for the folks to go to sleep. It's almost 9.30. I want to go to sleep here, and i got to still get all the shit posted. So let's get out of here. Skull Vikes. Uh, no, actually, the Vikes are dead. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Some might say that you were right on with that statement. <laughs> and I'd like to solve the puzzle. Go tuck yourself in. You got it. Proud yourself, so Josh. at this point in time, it's uh, it's when we start to talk about the After Hours podcast. Ooh, After Hours. Josh, that's scandalous. I thought we weren't doing more After Hours until week four. Oh, I'm doing this by myself. Ooh. This is a solo act. Well, that's very exciting for you. Are you? Did you see my shaft shaver? <laughs> that looks a little dangerous. I'm not sure I'd use that in my shaft. Yeah, you know, the first test run was a little bit dicey, but I've always wanted racing stripes. All we're saying is good thing Nikita's already pregnant, just in case uh, <laughs> you don't got another shot in you. Yeah, yep, no, no. I'm definitely not going to go anywhere near my genitals with my straight edge. All right, I'm going to stop recording now, but that was golden. Oh, 